late, ready to go to sleep, just turning off the light, lying in the darkness with my uh, warm water bottle to keep me warm because the heating is off already. I need to save energy, therefore the whole heating, instead of going up to 21 degrees like I used to use gas every year, and now it's so expensive that I'm much more conscious about it. Three times more, so I'll try to use just a third of it. And it's fascinating and interesting. It works. You know, I'm wearing this onesies, well, warm, warm onesies from Denmark. They became my most favorite piece of clothes. Clothes, uh, but yeah, nevertheless, without getting into the detail, the house is heated up to thirteen, fourteen, actually about fourteen degrees. And one room, I have the wood burner, so there. I use some wood to heat it up when hanging out there. And in addition, I have the carpet with an electrical heating so it doesn't get too cold underneath. Yeah, it's interesting. It works if necessary, if we have to. I'm getting used to the idea of of um, lacking of energy, of heating, of water. Even when I use water that's coming out of the tap, I'm very aware of it, that it is a limited resource. And that uh, I don't really know, and we don't know how long we can just waste it the way we do. I remember my Norwegian friend who let the water running while he was brushing his teeth. So that was many years ago and by then also I felt that we were one step further. I think that's something that we all have to be more aware nowadays that water is very precious and limited resource. And now the heating. And it's there on my mind because I, I was very, very sad and very depressed lately. There's so much information insights that I get. I find it very hard to 
to be optimistic or to create any vision about life. I think I must be careful not to resonate, not to be dragged down into this black hole of dark emotions. The last days I was very, very depressed and there was so much darkness. I, I reached out for my therapist again with a big cry for help and today, today in the morning it was my first start into the day that I had in a long, long time. Death wishes. Really could imagine me not being here anymore and not knowing what the reason should be to stay alive and to live in this hopeless and cruel world. It's very intimidating to get into those moods. There was so much, I felt a real pressure in, in my chest, along the heart. And I uh, felt like a mild panic attack. Never had something like that before. It felt terrible. Of course, me reading those books, it's also something that's not necessarily creating much optimism or happiness. Nevertheless, they are necessary. So many books that influenced me was The Myth of Normal of Gabo Mate, followed by The Web of Meaning by Jeremy Lent, The End of Capitalism by Ulrike Hermann, German author. That was something that gave me a broad, intense insight on where we stand and what's happening, what options we have. Not, not very optimistic, but somehow even better than my own view. And now the conse uh, consequences of capitalism by Benov Chomsky and Marv oh, Water, what was it? Oh, damn. I forgot his name again. He's still the second guy. Something with water. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. 
my brain is sometimes just losing it. I was asking myself if all those, those things that I'm forgetting, if they somehow are related to those phases in my life of depression. Maybe I was not there, just not here. I have I have memory, but not so much about words. Whatever I read and what I experience, it adds to a completion of myself. But it's not so much a route or a path that I clearly see. It's more that everything what I ever read and experience and see are like streams of blood feeding me and this food is increasing and nourishing me and transforming me and I can't see the food anymore because it became something else it transformed inside of me that's that's how i i deal with those books i hardly can reproduce them or use the right words or remember the all the names the last book consequences of capitalism is, is very, very hard to read. It's shocking, disturbing, and uh, it just proves, shows all the topics that I ever heard of at a certain moment. Some, somehow everything I heard more or less before historically about the involvement of the USA and their imperialism and, and it's even worse and what I ever heard before. And one number that Mr. Chomsky was was pointing out that he quoted a study that said that the US were involved in more than 70 conflicts and wars and armed conflicts since the Second World War. That means paying mercenaries or private private um, activities and CIA 
driven assassinations and destabilizations in more than 37 countries. Just to mention some, like the, the Chile, Puch, and, uh, and Brazil, Nicaragua, and all these South and Central American destabilizations and dictatorships that were financed and yeah, so whatever happened and they had their hands in there continuing with the Vietnam War and the Cambodian War so everywhere where the U.S. was protecting their own interests or claiming, sending out propaganda that they are saving the world and democracy, it just sounds like the biggest mocking and ridicule that was ever done to the world. I'm, I'm just missing the words to express how shocked and annoyed and disappointed and just hopeless I feel after reading this. So the study says the US were yeah, that they were involved in about seventy conflicts and wars and armed mm, armed conflicts since the Second World War that led to around the death of 20 million people or caused the death of 20 million people. It sounds incredibly lot and I think it is a lot and I believe it because since the Second World War the U.S. is destabilizing the whole world and is creating so many enemies and triggered so much terrorism and hatred and refugees, whatever, you know, visit Iraq or Afghanistan, or wherever they are. They're just, yeah, they are the bad guys. And the worst thing is that there was some quoting of different declarations or reports from the U.S. government, and I I was so devastated and shocked to hear and to realize that the language, especially the language they used in the 60s and 50s, 60s, 
was very much like the propaganda of the Nazi Germany. We learned that at school to to be aware of that kind of exaggerated and it almost ridiculous talks when we hear them they just sound pathetic and and exaggerated and and this is the way the US officials were communicating themselves i've never seen it so clearly like like today and it it feels terrible feels terrible to realize that I have I have somehow shut my eyes or believed all these stupid lies that it had me brainwashed as well about the US being the good guys it's not that I hadn't heard anything else, but sometimes one needs to hear certain things several times, and now I think I got the message now. I really got it. So that was something on my mind that really, really had a big effect on me these days. It was so strong that today I really felt intense, dark, and deep sadness, and the lack of optimism that made me feel a death wish, a wish of not existing anymore because I don't see any, any kind of way out of this misery, this terrible, situations we are in and it's going to become worse it's like I'm sitting I'm really sitting in a train that's moving towards an abyss and I know or maybe a plane that's crashing and I see I know it's I know it it's it's crashing and I I can't do anything about it that's how one must feel being in a plane and knowing I have a couple of minutes left. And that's where we are now. Me sitting in the plane and just simply there is no power at all. No way I can really do something about it. That is very, very frustrating and very painful. And I feel that pressure again in my chest. intimidating I've been to the cinema today and watched Triangle of Sadness it seems to completely fit to everything else in my life right now it felt that as if everything that I read the last weeks was just led to that moment to see that movie 
that was of course about capitalism and criticism of capitalism and an end of capitalism <laughs> maybe also about how our world is ending in some way about hierarchy and about power structures I don't know where we are going to end it was a fascinating and amazing and also funny movie so true I think I did understand most of it. Of course, I can't prove if that's what the director wanted. But I think that I, I interpreted some. I made it pretty clear and it was mean and strong. And maybe Maybe that's the right thing to do, just laugh it, laugh it off. Um, I don't want to be serious anymore. Though I'm just not always strong. I think those few days with my father, they, they, they dragged me down somehow spending time with him one way it's fine and on the other hand it numbs me I live in this strange bubble I know he I know it's it's a gift to be some time with him and I know that one day he'll gonna disappear like like every living being I try to collect as many memories as possible though there are no special memories I can collect I can be with him and watch some TV and maybe talk a little bit I was just exhausting and maybe also just very, very sad. And when I came home, I was exhausted and I felt alone and not understood. I got triggered by, by the people around me. I felt that that there was nothing that increased my well-being. It was maybe unjust. It was just what I felt in that moment. And I let, I let it drag me down into a deep, dark hole with a peak of today's suicidal thoughts. And finally, my therapist called me, and I was I was nearly crying. And he 
luckily had an appointment for me next week, for another week. I was very strong that I could be so open with him and I had to promise him not to, not to do anything stupid, not to hurt myself. When I gave that promise, I was, yeah, sure, I'm not going to do it, but I had that feeling of, I don't want to live anymore. And I think he is very, very experienced that he takes it serious. And the moment I, I heard his voice and I knew that I'm going to have an appointment next week. And when he asked me of giving him this promise, it was, it was somehow that I felt that it sounds so totally nonsense, but I felt that there is one person who cares about me being alive. Without, without me explaining or justifying anything, just by promising him that I'm going to be alive, it gave me some strength some purpose <laughs> it's a weird purpose I know it will pass and I'm comforting myself that I'm strong enough and nothing will happen the pain is too big and I don't like to have these kind of thoughts and feelings. I know it's the best to talk to someone about to talk to someone about it. I don't know who I can talk with. My friend, she she was listening and she, she 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 couldn't comfort me she didn't find the right words i know it's difficult and i realized that probably mostly i don't have the right words either We somehow always talk about ourselves, even while listening to others. I know she just wanted to comfort me. It didn't help. She invited me to spend some time with her tomorrow. I, that's also part of my depression that I realized that I, I, I don't, I can't bear any company. I don't feel like seeing anyone. I just don't want to be with someone. Though today, my savior, my life savior was my daughter. They took me to that movie. So one person can save my life. And that was just exactly the right thing for me.
I'm so grateful for it. She literally sa saved my life. And I can feel my life energy back. It will help me sleep and get a good night's sleep. Thank you, my dear daughter. This was a great gift from you. I love you. That was my little journey from the books about capitalism through the deep and darkest triangles of sadness and black holes of negative emotions up to the swimming in a in a movie in a marxistic movie well actually the captain died who said i'm a marxist not a communist i'm a marxist so i don't know if i'm a marxist but at least i know more about marx now than i ever did before and about adam smith hearing from and about these famous old white men, all these guys who still have this big impact in our world. I think it's possible. It will be not just something is ending, but we need to change the system from within. Maybe I'm just one little soul, one little voice. And maybe I won't change anything. At least I will try. I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Also on this level. It's not just about spirituality. It's about concrete knowledge very clear understanding of the system and mechanisms in our world. So maybe one little step here and a little step there and me slowly moving into the light, right direction. Maybe I, I can have some kind of impact somewhere to make us see and believe that change is possible and not not freeze and not freeze not to freeze in front of this unbelievable unbelievable high mountain of difficulties and shit that's piling up there for generations and ages Maybe we will just f slowly dissolve it and dig holes into this system, make it crumble and find something else.
I'm looking forward to the end of the book because it says that it's going to move towards opposition from the frustration to the opposition from the frustration to the possibility of doing something and there are so many people out there who really do believe and I trust I trust that we are not alone in this it would be great Yeah, it would be great if we found a constructive and optimistic solution and solutions to the most difficult questions and realities in our world. Hmm. We need to become closer to each other and to trust and for look to look for new answers for the most important questions in our lives. The questions are what can we do? to survive. 